in the darkest corners of the podcast dungeon, you have come across another goddamn horror podcast. With Graham Faye, Jonas Barnes, and Ryan. Welcome to another episode of another goddamn horror podcast. I'm your uh, one of your hosts, uh, Jonas Barnes, over here in Brooklyn, along with your other two hosts, uh, Graham Fay, on the other Hello. side of Brooklyn. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm all right. Yeah, That's we nice. got we got Ryan Danley over in Portland. How you doing, What's man? What's up? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Just hanging out, in yeah, Portland yeah. style. I watched Definitely. a uh, there was a police building on fire last night. That was pretty exciting. Oh. oh, that's all. That's always fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I drove by it, and it was like for real. It was like it was like on fire, and uh, things were all wild and crazy. It was uh, you know, kind of uh, I turned up the uh, the NWA as I drove through. It was pretty fun. <laughs> and we have a very special <laughs> guest with us uh, on the episode today. Uh, we have Damon, the uh, founder of horror social media platform Slasher. How you doing today, man? Good, good. How about you? Doing real good, man. Over here in Brooklyn, didn't have any uh, didn't have any police stations on fire, but you know Brooklyn is never really uh, boring per se. There's always some shit going on over here. So yeah, so uh, glad to have you on here, man. Uh, thank you for coming on. Really appreciate your time on this, and you know taking your time out of your day to come on and talk some horror stuff with us. Yeah, thanks for the invite. I really appreciate it. Definitely, man. So you're the uh, you're the founder of the horror social media platform slasher so um for anybody that doesn't know anything about that uh tell us what it is sure so slasher is basically like um you know it's kind of like a a facebook or instagram just for horror fans um there's a lot more to it than just you know posting and stuff like that um it's also a resource too so there's um an events calendar which has been a little bit thin this past year um, there's, um, there's groups, there's, uh, news that we're pulling in from a whole bunch of different places now, like, uh, you know, Rue Morgue, um, Gruesome, Horror Fix, a whole bunch of other places. Um, we're getting press releases directly from Marketing Macabre. Um, and oh shit, that's uh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's there's even a dating aspect to it. So I'm trying to make it something that is a whole bunch of cool things for us. Um, so I actually, so this is really funny. I saw the dating thing pop up. I think it was one of the last times I logged in and I got like the big message thing. Right. And I saw it and I saw the dating was on there. I was like, get the fuck out of here. There's a dating <laughs> part of it too. It caught me off guard. I was like, all right, all right. We can do some Beetlejuice dating. That'll be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's it's just a matter of just trying to make something fun for as many people as I possibly can. You know, um, the the movie database is doing pretty pretty well. A lot of people seem to be into that. Um, it's kind of like um, it's basically a database of about over ten thousand horror movies um, that uh, people can just go in, check out trailers, read the read about them, rate them, add them to different lists and stuff, talk about them. Um, that's, that's been pretty cool, you know, seeing what other people are into. Yeah. 
it, it's great for um for finding new stuff you know yeah because i mean ten thousand something movies i thought i've seen a lot but damn i didn't <laughs> realize how many there really were um <laughs> i thought that was kind of cool because like i was when i was looking at it first i remember honestly i don't even remember how i stumbled on it i think i might have stumbled on it on like a comment thread on like bloody disgusting or something like that it was like somebody tagged it or something like that and it caught my eye and then when i looked at it and i kind of noticed like um i noticed a lot of different aspects from mm-hmm. other different social medias that were all combined in this one which i thought was pretty dope and like the thing that you're doing with the movies reminds me of letterboxd yes like in a very cool mm-hmm. way like you took a really good aspect of letterboxd and like you know, kind of fine-tuned it to the horror and horror-adjacent genres. Um, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I started digging into that, and I was like, oh, my God, there's so many movies that I've seen. Like, as I was looking at them, I'm like, there's so much of my life that has gone to horror movies. Holy shit. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, it's insanity. Um, I think that's why I, we're all here. Right, yeah. Dude. yeah exactly. That's why we're doing this whole thing. Um, the platform is awesome, by the way. Like, just like before anything else, I have to give you a shout out on just the fact that the platform is very cool. It's very, um, like, it is informative, but people are actually like, when I first started onto it, I think, you know, we have other people that have had this experience too. When I first started onto it, it was just like friend request after friend request because it was like, oh shit, a new account. So it's just going to pop up in like the things. Mm-hmm. But as I started to actually dig into the platform and really get into it, um, like, it's cool. People are really receptive. Like, people interact with it a lot. Yeah. Like, it seems like you've cultivated a fan base of people on it that are, you know, that really do actually care about horror, even just from an enjoyment aspect, you know, just have fun with it. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's it's been really, really cool. Um, the, the whole app and, and myself have been really, really fortunate to have such cool people, um, you know, come on and really just make it their own you know and that's what's great about it um it can be anything to anyone really so you know you can come on and you know if you curate your friends list you know you're going to get a certain experience um so uh, it's it's easy to get something really cool out of it um you know like for me i you know i, I get friended by just most of the people who I come across, you know? Sure. Um, so it's pretty cool. Cause I get to really see an awesome cross section of all different things happening. You know, um, all the authors, um, publishers now are coming on, um, you know, of course all the podcasts and YouTubers and all that kind of stuff. Um, filmmakers, uh, there, there's even a couple of, um, you know, really cool actors and stuff. And they've been just, such fantastic people and contributing just their their own thing, you know? So it's re- been really fun to learn about what everybody's doing, what's, what's going on and just have a better view of, of what's happening out there without having to really dig so much, you know? And sure. I think also that's, I mean, I think that's one thing that's cool about horror is that people forget that it's not just movies, you know, it's movies, it's writers, it's makeup effects people, it's, you know, people that work on the set and do set design and like all these things and like yeah. comic book 
you know, writers and illustrators and like horror is actually this huge genre. And if you tap into that, um, which I think is what you're doing based Mm -hmm. just solely off of what I've seen, you're really tapping into a cool thing um, with a fan base that can, you know, it's weird. The horror fan base to me, like I've been a fan of horror since I was literally a child, like, (laughs) and as I've grown up and as I've gotten more entrenched into horror, like I work with different press stuff with different, um, you know, horror studios and networks and stuff like that. But I've noticed with the actual horror fan base, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it has like kind of that fine line where you can be like full of like really awesome people, or you can kind of like step off the curb a little bit and fall into like just the, <laughs> like the shitty underbelly, which is just like, <laughs> That was one thing I noticed that I do not see on yours. I don't yeah. see the shitty ones. It's, you know, the there are community standards in place. And it's really just about everybody having fun, having a good experience, you know, and, and trying to eliminate all the stressors and all the stuff that we really don't like in other places, you know. Right. Those places exist. Anybody is welcome to go to them anytime because they're already there, but we don't have places where we can go and, you know, not have to deal with those things and just experience the fun stuff, you know? And that's been really, really critical to me, um, you know, to, to keep all those things out of it because it's just not necessary. You know, horror is an escape. Um, how it's been designed day one, so why shouldn't we keep that tradition going and escape from all the shit that we don't want to have to deal with on a regular basis? Um, so I decided, well, fuck it. Why? <laughs> Let's do exactly that. <laughs> and, you know, so far it's been working out pretty well, thankfully, you know, I, I, I love your, um, your community standards rules um just because they're just written so matter-of-factly like it just it's like and it's just like so like it's not like it doesn't come across as like this big long complicated thing it's like yeah let's just not be dirtbags you know what i mean let's just not say racist <laughs> let's just not put like like racist and hateful stuff up here uh, yeah. you know and i mean you know i think that of course in this world like there's it's i'm not naive at all to any of us there's going to be always that element in any situation and um right and I mean, like, you know, I mean, you don't, but you don't want to become 4chan. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want it, like, a, anything to become, like, the sort of breeding ground for, for um, you know, those sorts of behaviors. And, and boy, like, you don't get that at all on the, on the site. And that's just a really, like, um, um, you know, and it just kind of shows, like, you know, that anybody can kind of come on onto, into the horror world and be, um, and, um and be included and uh i mean we're big fans of that on the show of like you know we want we want to touch base on women directors and like you know all these you know all these things that you maybe not be typically associated with it so um i applaud you for doing that um did you um did you have like experience in um in social media before this or um just as a user really Mm -hmm. that was it everything um, that you see and will see in the future is pretty much a result of me just looking around and going, what would be cool? Sure. You know, what, what would I want to experience? But of course, you know, listening to what other people are asking for as well, um, feedback and, and suggestions and all that kind of stuff have been really, really critical 
in helping me figure out like what's going to be the next cool thing that people are going to want, you know? So just by listening, it's, it's, it's meant so many awesome features, um, you know, and, and there's still so many to come. So, I mean, between the stuff that I, I myself had planned and what other people have suggested, I mean, it, it's probably about, you know, it, it's probably about double what I originally planned um, just because I'm getting such great feedback. Sure. Um, you know, it's like, Hey, how about this? And it's like, well, let me see, what's it going to take to do that? You know? Right. Um, so every single suggestion I do take seriously, um, I do take into actual consideration. It's not like, yeah, I'll think about it or whatever. Um, no, it's, it's, it's important, you know? Um, it's, it's something that I definitely think about. Even if one person suggests something, I do take it seriously and, um, and, and look at it from, you know, okay. Um, how can people benefit from this? Right. Um, and, and what's it going to take to get it out there? So, um, you know, so, so I, I really, I love that stuff. You know, it, it matters. So, um, so yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Um, I think the database, uh, you know, to piggyback on what uh, 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 Jonas said, because Jonas mm-hmm. gives great, great uh, piggyback right. But um, if you ever hang around with him. Yeah, you're good. Um, it's... Um, uh, but the, the the database is a fantastic part of it, and um, you know, as fans of of the movies, there is a lot out there. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, you know, and I come, you know, I feel like you know, I grew up in an era where you went to the video store, and um, and the old school video stores did a very good job at getting lots of different horror in. I think like the mom yeah. and pop era was fantastic. Um, we got whittled down in the, I have, I have a very strong opinion on Blockbuster, um, you know, in that era that they kind of uh, uh, were very more specifically, you know, um, definitely like a Midwestern sort of uh, vibe to the whole, you know what I mean? And we kind of like kind of lost that ability, but now with, uh, uh, with the rise of uh, the, you know, the access, not the, ability, but the, the access to that, uh, but with the rise of like, you know, we see like Shutter, and now now with the uh, with your, with your you know we're we're able to get those like good movies, and uh, you know so much great art like lives in that realm. And I, I mean, yeah. I mean not to be a, like a purist, but to me like horror lives at that sort of like right on that edge of like an, an underground. You know what I mean? Like you look at like even like the big ones like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like I mean like it, it's it's part of the part of the attraction of it is its grittiness and its purity. You know, and um and so. Um, kind of losing that for so many years sort of like set it back so uh, I appreciate having the opportunity to, to dig through stuff and and, uh, and um, give a stage to those uh, to those lesser uh, available items. That's kind of one of the things like Graham I know you and me like with with us being in Brooklyn like we kind of obviously before all this shit happened last year but like prior to the pandemic stuff like we had the cool like old school horror theaters you know yeah. here in brooklyn and i miss that like those are fun yeah you know just like um, cr- crusty theaters with shitty seats you know just yeah. like enjoying, I love that enjoying it with your friends that you walked to the theater from like it's just you know it's cool yeah. shit and like you get to see all sorts of stuff i miss that and, and Port- yeah, Portland, the, one portland's of the got that too but like but but you but like i mean some kid in in omaha who doesn't have that option? You know what I mean? Like you know, right. like, a, like a slasher coming out there with a cool database and save that. Like 
I think about like how much better my life would have been if there was like a comic con when I was a kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, maybe <laughs> yeah. I, like yeah. I wonder like if I could f- have found community as a kid, like, you know, like how, how that would have affected my life as opposed to being like, like the one kid who was like super into the movie house. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like nobody else had ever seen it. I was like, dude, this is the greatest film. Um, so, so, I'll yeah. be honest. I don't. If I don't. If I don't go into a video store and see a teenager trying to sneak into the back room to look at porn, I don't like that. Theater. I don't like that video store anymore. You know what I mean? Like that's that is part of your childhood of trying to sneak in that back room and like avoid the security cameras and just being like, I'm just gonna get a peek. And like, what are you gonna do once you're back there? Like, you're not gonna do anything. But it's like that old, like that old town like you know down home video store that you can go in and like walk down the horror aisle and just all of a sudden instead of seeing like texas chainsaw massacre or nightmare on elm street you see like chud you know or something like that like randomly like i remember how many times i walked by faces of death and i was like i'm totally gonna rent that movie eventually and then i did and i was like this is a piece of shit wow (laughs) (laughs) there's no story no, I was like, these are so clearly faked. Oh my god! <laughs> but I think I thought we all had our faces. Like, if, I think if you're like, I think every horror fan has had a, like their faces of death moment. I think like faces of death and spit on your grave were like, like, like sort of rites of passage of like, yeah, sure. of like you know what I mean, like old school, like 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 like. I, you know, I have, of course, different opinions on them now, but like to be able to like go to the skate park and as a kid and be like, yo, have you seen them beat that monkey's brain in? You know what I mean? Like, it was You're just right. like, it was just, it puts you in a different like category. It gave you like, a, like you, all of a sudden you were like real. You know what I mean? Like, you were the cool kid in school <laughs> if you could talk about the obscure, weird horror scene that you saw in some random 80s B movie that it was just like, dude, I saw Bad Taste last night. It was awesome. You know, like, <laughs> that's what I mean. I miss that kind of thing. And I think it's cool with the, uh, with Slasher, you can go in and like really dig into all that, those movies and just see all that stuff that exists. And like, a lot of it brings up memories. It's just like, oh man, like, there's some that like totally slipped through my fingers as I'm going through all these movies. It's like, oh shit, that movie is 25 years old and I know that I always wanted to see it and I never did and now I'm going to go watch it, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's really, it's fun because now you can you can put stuff on, on your, your watch list or whatever um, and, uh, and just have all that stuff saved for later, you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, the video store experience for me was terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, I had... Yeah this um this totally independent video store just down the street from me so i used to go skate there and i would just go and hang out in the store just for like it however long i wanted to be there <laughs> and it was terrific you know because the the dude who owned the place he would rent me pretty much anything i wanted because you know you know i just liked the stuff right and, um so I, I would always get like, you know, this, this cool horror stuff or I'd get some kind of sci-fi stuff or whatever. And it was just so cool because he always tried to keep up with the cool stuff. And I remember seeing um, like standups for evil dead um, and, and stuff like that on the walls when that came out. Um, and that's, that's one thing that, that sticks in my head is, is the, 
the promo stuff that they had for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I rented house house two there. Um, I remember seeing ads for house in, in comic books at the time. Um, so that was just like, well, if it's here, it's got to be cool. You know, you're, spe- you're speaking my you're speaking my language, like right? the, like the, the, the hand ringing the doorbell, ding dong, yeah. you're dead in the, the best in in a in an X Men or a in a Spider Man comic or whatever. Like uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely, totally. That was it. Um, but uh, but yeah, that that place was terrific. There was another indie place that was you know as close as you could possibly get to a blockbuster for its time. Um, you know, and that place was big in like the eighties and nineties. Um, and, uh, they had an enormous horror section, like enormous. Um, so, you know, I could go there and find just about anything really. Like, I I can't think of anything I've ever looked for and haven't been able to find there. Um, and then of course, you know, Blockbuster came up and they had good stuff. You know, they had stuff that some of the other places wouldn't have or, or stuff that you wouldn't think to look for or whatever. It was solid. It was definitely solid. Um, you know, it, it wasn't the same as some of the other places because they, they would always have that real, you know, fringe mm-hmm. stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was it was so much fun. Just yeah. going there and looking at the boxes and trying to figure out, like, is this going to be cool? And And, you know that was a, a point for me where I would just look at the box and be like, does this look cool or not? Cause I'm just going to rent it one way or the other. <laughs> did you guys, did you guys ever get burned on a movie where you looked at the cover and you're like, this looks awesome. And then you watched it. You're like, Oh man, this was a big mistake. <laughs> that was the worst. A couple of times. I yeah. don't remember what they were, but I just remember like there was a couple of times where I was just like, the cover art was awesome, but the movie sucked. Yeah, they do. If you go onto like Tubi right now, Tubi the, that streaming platform, it's hilarious because it's like every single five dollar Ben from every Walmart across the country just vomited <laughs> onto a streaming platform, and now you can find like anything on there. But what's hilarious is if you go on there for the B movie horror films, mm-hmm. you'll find like these movies that have this like insane cover art of like this crazy looking like killer. It'll just be like a very like nondescript title for the movie, like Pickaxe or something like that, you know. And then you see this dude on the cover that just is like this gnarly looking killer. And then you actually watch the movie, and the first time you see the killer, it's like a dude wearing a fat suit stuffed with hay. You know, it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck happened? <laughs> I remember in the video in the video store days, there was one movie that had um, that I always walked past, and it always caught me off guard. And it was because it had like seven sequels that were all like basically the same cover, but like it was just a slight difference. Like it was maybe a different person on the cover, but I want to say it was called like Witchboard or yeah. Witchcraft or some shit. Do you remember that, Graham? Um, Do you remember not- that one? <laughs> Graham dipped out for a second. He's having some oh. te- technical difficulty. Oh, but yeah, um, dude, it was, it was called Witchboard, I think. And it had like a pentagram on it and it had like a hot chick on the cover and there was blood, but then like, it had like seven sequels. Like <laughs> yeah. That was the one that Tawny Katane was in, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Tawny Katane was in that one. Yep. All of them were awful. They were all really bad. But every time you <laughs> see the cover, you're like, I think that's going to be a good movie. And every time that was not a good movie. Like, <laughs> 
but yeah that was the thing and i also think like i miss the difference between the uh the experiences of going to like one of those old school video stores and like you said you know you got like that dude that knows you and like will rent you anything we had a place in my hometown called uh called crazy mike's Mm-hmm. Um, and it was huge, gigantic video store. It was all like you know local dudes that were like the clerks and stuff, and they knew all the kids and everything like that. It was awesome. You could hang out there as long as you want. But then if you went across town and went into Blockbuster and you were there for more than ten minutes, they're like, "If I give you a Snicker bar, will you fuck off?" Like <laughs> they just didn't want you to be in there at all. <laughs> you know? Uh, are just, we still talking about a... video stores? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I had a good one uh, real quick. Uh, it, uh, when I was about 30, I lived in Vermont. I, I lost all of them when I was uh, a teenager, you know, to Blockbuster, I guess. I don't know. Um, but the mom and pop ones that I grew up on pretty much disappeared. But then I moved to a smaller town in Vermont in the middle of the woods. And off the side of a hardware store was like a little shed. It was a large shed. <clears throat> but it was a shed uh, called Green Mountain Video. And uh, it had nothing new ever um and but like it, it had stopped at like i was probably there like probably stopped like a couple of years before getting new stuff but they had a pretty good selection of of old uh horror in the back like on vhs um this was just some dude like doing it out of the shed too it wasn't legit at all <laughs> because he also sold me weed in the little cassette. Amazing. amazing good for him <laughs> That yeah. is, that's, that's, I mean, like, what everybody wants from America, like, a <laughs> thing. That's what I want. I don't even like smoke weed, but I just want the dude who like smokes weed to be selling it with video because that's a horror out of a shed. That to me, that's like, that's the American dream right there. Like, yeah, that is like, amazing. Just rent me some old horror movies out of your shack, sell me some weed, and I'm going to go smoke this and watch this, and I'll see you in a week. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. he, would put it, he was real sketchy about it, too. He would put it, like, in the the case. He wouldn't just, like, give it to me <laughs> over the counter when nobody else was in his shed. It was just the two of us, but he, he still wanted to do the sly in the case, and then, like, I'd overpay him for the rental. <laughs> right. That's amazing. That's great. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so th- I, I, I had a real quick question. Um, before you started Slasher, like, mm-hmm. I, I'll just rip the Band-Aid off on this question. Were you like a computer nerd before this? Or was it just a thing <laughs> where you were just like, I think I'm going to make a social media platform and then just all of a sudden started all this? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> I, I actually, I, I do have a bit of a background in tech. Um, I have, um, I had started some, like sizable websites and companies before. So, you know, creating this wasn't terribly different. Um, the only difference is, you know, I don't know how to code this stuff. Like, whereas that stuff I knew how to do, um, even though I didn't do it my own on my own. Um, so I was able to help architect that stuff a bit more than I am right now. Um, so yeah, I, I I did have um a bit of a background in that kind of stuff. I'm actually really happy that that was the answer as opposed to like no, I just woke up in my boxers one day and was like fuck it, I'm gonna make a social media. Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's more longevity given that you actually knew what you were doing. That makes me so happy. Thank you. <laughs> oh, definitely. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot involved. I mean, just coming up with like logic and processes and all of that kind of stuff is 
it's important to be able to do all that kind of thing. Um, yeah. if you rely on other people to do it, it. It doesn't necessarily work. Um, you know, you have to be able to convey what you want, how you want it. Um, and if they don't understand that you have to convey how it's got to work. Um, that's really important. Otherwise it, it's just going to be a disaster. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely helped a tremendous amount. Well, I mean, I think that like, I mean, I think a lot of us, what I've learned over the past uh, few years, just, just as a user of social media and streaming services and all this stuff is, uh, um, and what, what Hulu has taught me is how much like you can, no matter how good your product is, if mm-hmm. your interface sucks, I'm probably not going to want to use it. And like, I, like I like Hulu just fine. We're not, I'm not here to like speak poorly of Hulu, but comparatively, I feel like the the offerings on Hulu are fantastic. Yeah. But but navigating it or like just like doing simple things on it is still complicated. So it's like you're almost like in the interface business. You know, like how does this smoothly operate into one or the other? And that takes, I mean, like to me, like that's like art. You know what I mean? Like it goes beyond even like just like a, like like how do how do humans interact with a with a like, it's like an interactive art piece. You know what I mean? Because like how yeah. am I going to do it? Um, and your site does really well at that. How I mean, how does that process come about? Like, it's actually a lot simpler than it probably seems. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you look at other successful platforms, you try and go okay. So what's going to make sense? And you'll see patterns in all of them um, because, and, and these, these interfaces all exist in the same way for a reason, you know? So sometimes trying to improve upon success will only fail. <clears throat> sure. Um, I mean, that's not the case every single time, sure. but it's, Things exist in popular platforms for a good, good reason. Um, so that that's one thing I, I came to learn very quickly is, you know, look, it's they they invented the wheel. So mm-hmm. don't try and, you know, fix it because it's not broken. Right. You, know, you could invent a flying car that's different. But, you know, trying to reinvent the wheel is just a bad idea in many, many cases. Um mm-hmm. You know, you could put your own spin on it, um, right. but um, but no, those those are things that are, are are pretty pretty well solidified, really. You know, because they have all these brilliant people working on all this stuff for years and years and years. You know, I'd be a complete asshole if I came in and said <laughs> well, you're doing this all wrong. <laughs> You know, I, I just think that even like when you start adding dating and you add uh, um, movie databases and you do all these sorts of things, you you like as as it grows, you have the there's the uh, I mean not to keep you know, bagging on 4chan or 8chan, but like those sites are a mess. Like I don't have any reason to go to them anyways, but like but um because their content isn't that's interesting. I ain't to me, but um but um but those sites are like just like a mess. So like um I give you credit for like being able to like add more things to it without it seeming uh, like 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 you know what I mean like sometimes like enough is enough you know what I mean like if you you, you know what I mean like especially yeah. like if you're building it from like piece by piece you know sometimes it's uh you can see uh, that leaves a lot of room for uh, 
complication. Yeah. Do you guys I remember that? So you can keep it simple too. Like just as a user, you you can keep it very simple, or you can go super deep into all the different parts of Slasher and get really engulfed in it. It's really cool and it's smooth the whole time. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> Do you guys remember that shitty social media platform that came out called Ello? that tried yeah. to reinvent everything yeah. and then it lasted like two months and everybody was like, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> and then they just left. <laughs> well, they yeah. tried to charge for it. They were going to like charge for it. Like there was going to be like two levels of service and, and like, and that's just, that's got to be like the hardest part of it for, for somebody, for somebody getting into it is like charging for it. Like would actually kind of make sense for how much we use it. You know what I mean? And how complicated and expensive it's got to be. Um, but um, especially like, you know, having your own servers and all, I mean, this just costs a lot of money. And um, so, um, but unfortunately, <laughs> but unfortunately uh, people who are, aren't, I think that that limits the, limits the scope of users, you know? I still get emails from LO asking me to come back and it's like, yo, <laughs> I'm not holding anymore. Quit sending me these thirsty jonesing emails. I like, I've deleted everything possible <laughs> and they're still like, come back to us. I'm like, what even are you anymore? I don't even know if you exist. <laughs> I've never yeah. even seen that one. So that, that completely escaped me. <laughs> yeah it was just like it was a blip and they like what they tried to do the reason i even brought it up is because what you said about reinventing the wheel they mm. tried to completely reinvent social media platforms and turn it into this like super minimalist like communic communication platform and mm. then when you actually like opened it up and looked at it it was like minimalist to the point where it was like okay there's literally nothing here like I can put a status or whatever and people can comment on it, but that's it. Like there was no, there was no usability to it. And they tried to do this thing where like they released it and then they were like, all right, just, you know, stick with us. It's going to get better. And it was like, yo, this is bad, like bad, bad right out the gate. And <laughs> now I don't know. They changed it over to something else. It's not even a social media platform anymore. It's like a kind of like LinkedIn in that sense is kind of <laughs> what it is. Um, but it's, I think it's like just for San Francisco tech bros now. Um, and the, their big selling point at the first was they kind of seized on like they don't do any data mining and then you're like and that sounds really great that you're like well how else are you going to make anybody who knows that you know what I mean like like well what else are you going to do for money is it just going to be advertising space is it just going to you know what I mean like like all these big huge free services you have to be like well I mean the money's got to come from somewhere so I don't think yeah. how do you approach ad space on yours Damon um, I mean, really, because I've seen I've seen some on there, but they're not intrusive at all. Like they're just they're just there, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, you you should have seen like when I added them in the first place, people were pissed. <laughs> I'm just like, fucking serious. Like <laughs> I, I get it, you didn't have them before, but have you been on any other app? <laughs> um, and like. You know, it, it was it was kind of like shocking to me to see that and experience that because I was like, but I'm serving less than other places. What do you, <laughs> you know, and I, it, it was it was one of those situations where it was a few people who just didn't understand and, and weren't happy about it. And it's like, all right, well, I I, I get where you're coming from, but. I mean, <laughs> what do you want me to do? Spend like 
thousands of dollars every month to do this just for you for nothing. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do it. I'm doing it now, you know, but when it comes to really, you know, when it grows, it's got to pay for itself at the very least, you know? Um, so, so that's, that's really the thing. And really it's, it's not even about that. It's about getting the independent people out there more because I recognize the fact that, you know, independent creators of all kinds, you know, and you guys know for yourselves, it's not easy to promote your shit. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the trick is like, well, you know, I can go out there on social and just beat it to death. Um, and it's easy to do that just the same. Or, you know, you find places and ways to reach people that are less intrusive and, um, and are going to get in front of your audience, but, you know, not necessarily in, in ways that are like annoying or, or pounding them over the head, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really a matter of, I'm trying to offer, you know, an, a relatively inexpensive alternative to what's out there and to get people in front of um, a, a more specific group of people. So, um, so it's really with that in mind, like if I, I just sit there and think to myself, like, okay, if, if I were in that situation, which I pretty much am because I still have to promote the app too, um, you know, what would I want? And, you know, just seeing the way people approach um, the advertising and everything and, and sponsorships and stuff. I'm just like, all right, well, um, a lot of people just, you know, a lot of people are new at it. And I get that you can spend $5 on a boost on, you know, Facebook or Instagram or whatever. But I also know what happens when you spend that $5. Nothing in many right. cases, you know? Yeah, it doesn't do shit. Right. I mean, you could reach 4,000 people, but what's that going to translate to? Um, so in, in my opinion, what, what they're doing right now is more pay to play versus actual advertising and promotion. You know, there, there are certain places you can just get out there and advertise and promote that, that are beneficial. Um, and then there's others that are just sort of parasitic, you know, right. um, and it, it's not really getting you anywhere. Like it, it might make you feel good and warm and fuzzy that, that you're doing it, but when you're not getting results for it and seeing that, well, shit, you know, only 4,000 people were reached. That's, you know, that's not necessarily impressive. Um, that's kind of depressing. So I, I just put myself in that position and go, okay, well, I recognize people don't want to spend a ton of money and like, you know, um, and I recognize that people want to reach this audience. So what can I do? So what I did was I, I broke it down um, for um, like indie people and members on the app where it's like you can get an ad, you know, by the week instead of um, having to do it just by the month or doing it like, you know, a certain amount per thousand impressions or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I decided to, for now, just do it like, you know, let, let's try this. Let's do it flat rate. Let's do it for a week. 
And if you want to go up to a month, you get a month and you get it, you know, at a bit of a discount off the weekly rate. Um, you know, but right now I'm doing other stuff that's completely different. Like, um, you know, we're, we're trying to help businesses um, that have been damaged by the pandemic. So that's another thing is, you know, I, I offered free advertising to any companies that are seriously, you know, injured and, and at risk of, of shutting down or whatever because of the pandemic. Um, that's awesome. That's super cool. Um, I mean, look, it's, you're, you're in a life raft. It's, it's just a matter of reaching a handout. It's really not, you know, it's, it's not anything more than that. It's, you know, it's the least I can do. I've got this, the ability to do something and, you know, this is what I'm able to do. Um, so, um, you know, so that's been kind of important to me. Um, just being able to, to offer that and to make that possible. Um, and really the people on the app made that possible. Um, just by, by showing up and doing what they do and, and making it, uh, you know, as active as it's been. Um, but yeah, I mean, it really just comes down to helping one another out and, and just getting, you know, help getting, getting one another's names out there. Sure. Um, that kind of ties into a question I had, um, cause I have a theory that <clears throat> horror fans are basically, uh, the nicest people. Totally. Like I, <laughs> I spent a lot of time, uh, socializing on the internet this past year, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the out of all like the Facebook groups and, and everything, uh, mm-hmm. the the one thing I noticed were cat groups are, are pretty non-toxic <laughs> for the most part. But horror, almost across the board, just non-toxic people just enjoying horror, not getting mad at people's opinions about it. It's it's really different than everywhere else. And it, it shines through on Slasher. Yeah, for sure. Thank but do you think like is it do you think that's like why is it horror fans like there's no other like baking threads and stuff people lose their minds and it gets political but horror it's just fun i think i think horror fans share a lot of commonality in one way or another um i think we all have had not to say the same experiences in life but similar experiences that that may make us a little bit more empathetic towards one another Mm-hmm. Um, you know, horror is escapism. Um, and there are a lot of us who, um, you know, are, are, um, who have like social anxieties and things like that. And, you know, this is, this is something that we use to, to escape the everyday, the mundane and all that kind of thing. And when we find other people who are also into it and we could share that with, you know, it's so much fun, um, you know, because we can, we can talk to other people who get where we're coming from, who, who yeah. understand like, you know, w- when we're talking about the, the little worm guy in house two or whatever, <laughs> um, you know, um, we get it. And, and yeah. And, and when, when, when one of us hasn't seen something and somebody recommends it and they're like, Hey, have you seen this the other day? Or this came out like today or last week or whatever. It's like, Oh shit, that sounds cool. I got to check that out. And then you got, you know, more stuff to talk about and, and you connect with people in, in, in 
you know, a more meaningful way, you know, cause you're, you're not just sharing a recipe, you know, um, you're, you're talking about something that, you know, has an impact on you in, in, in some way. So, um, you know, and it, it doesn't necessarily have to be one specific movie that had an impact on you, but it's the right. genre itself. Right. right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, what's really fun is that we, we get to have these things, um, you know, movies, books, um, whatever. And, um, and we get to talk about them and, and share our opinions and thoughts. And it's like, um, you know, what did you like about this? What did you hate about it? You know? And, it's, it's really great because yeah, we, we do get to disagree and, you know, generally be really cool about it. It's like, okay, well, everyone's entitled to their opinion of it. Right. Um, so that's, it's cool. Mine may be different. It just seems like horror fans seem to understand that, <laughs> that like everyone's entitled to your opinion and it's no reason to get upset about, it. but maybe that's all the blood and killing that they see. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it's, being able to live vicariously through movies and, and books. <laughs> yeah, then you can just relax everywhere else. Right. If you want to see like a variation on that, like um, I'm part of like an A24 page. And um, mm -hmm. um, what a and so good that's like, fucking studio, by the way. What a, you know, good a great studio. studio. I love it. But Amazing. like, but, but you, you start to see adventure a little bit from like horror fans into like kind of like it. And then, and then you actually can watch people be like jerks on there, and it's like so surprising. And it's like, and like, listen, like, an, like an a twenty-four page can be a little tough because they really don't have that many movies, so it's an awful lot of midsummer conversations and an awful <laughs> lot of, you know what I mean? And, and and those movies are divisive. Personally, I try to meet every kind of horror movie um, where it is. You know what I mean? I can, I love a love a twenty-four movie. I'll watch her eat the entire pie in a ghost story. You know what I mean? I don't mind that. And then, uh, but I also can dig on some sleepaway camp or, you know, whatever, you know, um, but it's, uh, but it is funny. Cause like, you know, as grandma's saying, it's like, once you kind of venture out of it, it can get like a little like weird and like, and then people get kind of snooty and they're like, Oh, how can you like this? And stuff like that. Where it's like, when I go into horror, I think maybe it's because the expectation is, is that there's a lot of like ridiculousness in horror ways and we kind of have all this sort of like accepted that you know what i mean and like that's like and that's kind of like the fun part of it like you know all the horror i grew up with like honestly like like the more high budget and the better acting it was the less kind of i liked it and like that was you know what i mean like it was kind of like you know like it's like the acting and and, and i mean watch go watch dr chainsaw massacre too and then you tell me that the acting, but it's great because it's gnarly and it's kind of like, it feels less safe, but it feels like, you know, um, um, like uh, you compare it to like something like, like that Kevin Bacon movie where like the girl's buried in the basement or whatever. Um, spoiler alert. Stir of Echoes. Stir of Echoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just completely spoiled Stir of Echoes for all of us. If you haven't seen Stir of Echoes at this point, you totally did not want to see Stir of Echoes. So you're fine. <laughs> Like it's like figuring out how to play uh, paint it black on there. Listen, I'm not gonna. I'm not dogging Scarlet Echoes. It is what it is, and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm fine. Like like I said, I'll meet it. But like but like I'd way rather watch something with like with less like you know Kevin Bacon's a damn fine actor. You know what I mean? He's been a, he's he's, a, he's good at what he does. But I just don't need him in my horror movie. You know what I mean? So it's uh um I think maybe like you know that like sort of like understanding that we're dealing with something that's like um you know not based in like those typical um uh, great uh, movie ideas that like 
you know, like a really great movie can have just like super awesome special effects or super awesome storyline or super awesome kill scene or super awesome, you know what I mean? Like those sorts of things can make a movie great in horror without having it to rely on, um, you know, like it's not the English patient, which is a good movie too. But <laughs> and tell me if you guys agree with this. Like when it comes to horror, I think one of the coolest things about horror is that you can take an idea or take a thing that is so simple in and of itself, but once you start to get creative with it, you can make something really cool. And you can also go the opposite way and take something that's super intricate and like, you know, very deep and layered and stuff like that. And like you can have both of those experiences in a 24 hour period of time, you know, mm. like if you go on the shutter, you can watch a movie about a murderous pair of designer jeans. <laughs> and then you can also <laughs> watch the exorcist, you know, mm -hmm. and you can do all that at the same time. Like I watched, um, I watched the vigil. I just reviewed it on, you know, nice. on uh, slasher and the vigil was dope. It was so good. Nice. And good like idea. I had, my roommate was watching it. My roommate um, grew up Jewish. She grew up like, you know, within the Orthodox um, landscape here in New York. And she was talking about how accurate, what accurate it was and how like they approached the material in a way that she's never seen another horror film do, or even another film in general that has, you know, taken something that's such a deep, dark part of that specific religious sect and made it accurately scary. And then I literally also saw a movie about a pair of pants disemboweling somebody in the back room of a, <laughs> you know, of, of a Canadian Gap store. So it's just like both of them were equally awesome in very different ways. <laughs> I also think you can have those experiences within the same movie. I just saw sure. um, Dead Dicks. I don't know if you guys saw that, but it's a ridiculous <laughs> premise. Uh, and it was acted incredibly. Like, like I was... I was enthralled by it. it. It's if no one's seen it, and this isn't giving anything away, actually. Although it sounds like it, it's like a suicide groundhog day. Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> and that's sort of what I knew going in, and it's actually not that, but that's enough of a a, a basis for you to go in. But I'm really I really, I would have went into a wildly different direction based solely off the name. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I thought it was a comedy, uh, and then halfway through the movie, I wasn't sure. Like, it, it was great. It, it, wow. I, but yeah, it's like that's a ride. Or really encompass a lot of those things almost simultaneously too. That's pretty cool. So, what have you? Uh, what have you been watching, David? Hmm. Been watching um, the series Dark on Netflix. Um, that's been cool. That that sort of fills that dark sci-fi void. Sure. Um, you know, it, it kind of gives me Donnie Darko vibes a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah. So um, there's that. What the hell else have I watched? Um, Dark is really good. Hope. It's not an easy watch. It's very intricate and complicated, but it's super good. Yeah. Yeah, no, so far it's it's really cool. Um, I'm on like episode five right now, so it's it's been cool. Um, what the hell else have I watched lately? I, I know I watched a couple of things. Like, jeez, um, man, my my days are like just running into each other like crazy. <laughs> I can only imagine. I understand. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I mean, dude, you ramped up a social media platform heavily <laughs> during one of the most everybody is sitting at home on their ass times in history. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure that you're probably <laughs> just busy as hell all the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, I try and watch, you know, at least one movie on the weekends these days. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I just can't remember what the hell I've seen. <laughs> I work with um I, I work on Shutter a lot. Like I, I get like emails and stuff from them and I see stuff on there all the time. And like a lot of their originals that have been coming out have been crazy good. Like yeah. they had a run they had a run where some of them were just like real iffy, you know, but like they've even over just the last few months, their originals have been um legit and they've been like like kind of a world audience type of thing because they have a lot of movies that come out that are shutter originals that are like in a different language like from different parts of the world and stuff and like a lot of them have been really awesome um did you ever see spiral no spiral was basically with like the the best way for me to describe it without giving it a spoiler is it's like very similar to get out but for the lgbtq community okay okay and it's uh it's one of the better ones that i've seen in quite a long time Hmm. It's good. When you said Spiral, I was thinking of that new Saw movie that was coming out. Which, yeah, yeah that I'm looking forward to also. That looks yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So that's on <laughs> Shudder. Yeah, yeah, it's on Shudder. Yeah. Was The Curse of La Llorona uh, the, the Shudder one? There was, there was the Shudder one, right? There's not there the Conjurverse one. Right, right. There was a Shudder version that I think was actually filmed and it was actually done in Spanish. Right, yeah. it's it's Guatemalan, but Guatemalan, yeah, yeah, okay. fantastic. But I can't remember if it was a Shutter original or exclusive. I think it, it was. It, it was it definitely was Shutter. on Shutter, yeah. But yeah, yeah, and it's and fantastic. Super, super yeah, good. the uh, the Conjuring one sucked. <laughs> and I actually I'm like. Sure. I know, I know, Graham, you hate those movies, but like, I'm I'm a fan of the Conjuring universe, and the yeah. Curse of La Llorona was. Um, yeah. That was a turd, but you know, whatever. Like, <laughs> you gotta have a flop every now and then. <laughs> the Guatemalan one was amazing though. Yeah, like that's, so good. Yeah, that's one of the things I do like about like even not even just Shutter, but just in general, like I think a lot of the things that came out of the pandemic is a lot of filmmakers um like kind of figured out different ways to make films and market films. Mm-hmm. And it really yielded some awesome results. Yeah. Like with a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. there a this, is this, there anything that jumped out at you like that you've seen recently? What was that? I'm sorry. Was there anything that's like jumped out at you um, that you've seen recently that like caught you off guard or like anything that was like surprised you? Hmm. Um, oh, what was that? <laughs> I thought it came out of left field. Um, what was that one with Nicolas Cage where he goes to basically Chuck E. Cheese? Oh, Willie's Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland. Yeah, all fun. I did see yeah. that. And I was just like, all right. I, I, could, I could get behind this because I see what he's trying to do here. And I think that that was cool. Um, uh, so, you know, it, it sort of was like, it was basically like watching a different version of the banana splits, you know? <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I thought that that was interesting and, and 
just it, it was it was a fun hour and a half you know mm-hmm. didn't have the most you know deep of stories <laughs> no story, really. that's, what, that's what made it good it was just like he didn't he didn't say a word through the whole movie it was great that, I, love that. I, I really love that fact because i was just like he he's he's really like pushing himself to do something different and i thought that was cool um and and he he pulled it off um, I really, I really like an era of the of a of an actor or a musician or whatever's life when they just start leaning into it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, like uh, like when they become like self aware. You know what I mean? When it's just like, okay, he's like, you know, like Nicolas Cage is like, I'm just going to start doing shit like Mandy and and you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. just going to start doing like this kind of stuff now because like he that's that's really where he belongs and he tried so hard to not be that, but like. Yeah. But like that's, I mean, he's you know, uh, he's just been been doing this stuff for like that's just like where we love him from is like movies like Raising Arizona and stuff like that. It's when he started doing like Snake Eyes and all that stuff. Although I'll give him, um, even though like I find like The Rock uh, or no, excuse me, not The Rock, but uh, Con Air like this weird piece of like propaganda. But it's still like a fun, perfect uh, uh, Nicholas Cage movie. But he. Um, um, but I kind of feel like it's almost like like Michael Bolton when he became like self-aware and started like <laughs> like doing those like like those Lonely Island videos where he was kind of yeah. you know what I mean like all of a sudden he's like you know what like I'm Michael Bolton like you know what I mean I've had like <laughs> tremendous success and at being this guy and it's become sort of funny and you know what I'm just gonna I'm just gonna like then all of a sudden we all go you know what I kind of like Michael Bolton. You know what I mean? Like, like I got like yeah. I got I, I got like, a, I, like I I grew up on like hip hop and hardcore and punk rock. I have no Michael Bolton gene in my body. All of a sudden, I see him in a Lonely Island video, and I'm like, you know what? I kind of like, like me some Michael Bolton. Go He's all right. It. He's all right. Like, well, look, he, he was in a metal band before he did the, his solo stuff. So, I did oh, not what? Know I did Get not the know fuck that. out! I did not know that at all. <laughs> Absolutely, and you probably heard the song too that's that's dope. um it's it's really weird like he was in this hair metal band in the 80s absolutely um and um it was just one of those things where it's like i've heard this what the hell and then you know do you know the name i don't i don't it's not hard to find though i'm gonna um, look this up yeah yeah totally i i expected many things to happen during this episode and not one of those things was me coming out of it at the end going you know what? I'm gonna Google Michael Bolton's hair metal band. <laughs> like that's not at all. <laughs> I didn't see that direction happening at all. That's that's less shocking than when people discover that Pantera was a hair metal band with like yeah. oh yeah before Cowboys from Hell came out. Right. Yeah. They were like full on glam metal. Oh yeah. Black you know, Jack. Name of the band is Blackjack. Blackjack. Black Black Blackjack. Okay. That feels like very much like a hair metal band. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, they they once opened for Ozzy Osbourne. Wow! <laughs> All right, no way. They were like the one band that didn't make it opening for Ozzy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it's weird. They have this one song that, like, it's like you've heard it. You know, it's right. it's just one of those songs that's sort of snuck into your ear at one point in your life, and you're just it's recognizable. Um. And now when we hear that song, we're just going to go on through life going, oh, shit, that's Michael Bolton. That's Michael Bolton. <laughs> just, 
That's going to be a brain worm that just sits in our head for the rest of our life. Just like, fuck me, that's Michael Bolton. Bet you didn't know that. We're going to be telling so many people now in random conversation, Michael Bolton used to be a metalhead, just so you know. Totally. That's going to be some shit I'll say at Thanksgiving. My parents will be like, what are you talking about? Are you on drugs again? Did you relapse? What's going on? I feel like, you know, it's really funny. I think we all sat through, like, Nicolas Cage's career. And mm-hmm. saw him go through all of it. Like, in, like the struggle years were, like, the tax bill years. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it was the years where they, like, were literally throwing scripts at his face. And he was just like, fuck it, sure. Like, yeah, I'll do that one. I have so many things to pay off. Just keep throwing <laughs> me movies. Right. It seems like he's you know? doing it now, though. But I, I think he's just doing it for fun at this point. Yeah. Um, I think that's what I it think feels now, like. Yeah, I think now for every two really awesome movies he has come out, he has like one shitty tax evasion movie. And then like, you know, and then he'll have like two mom and dads, you know, or like a Willy's Wonderland or something like that, where they're just like, no, you just need to like make really cool faces the whole time and beat the shit out of robots. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) And good chances he'll be in Face Off 2, which could be huge. That'd be amazing. That's totally, that's totally, uh, um, so who's directing Face Off 2? It's, it's Adam one, Winger. Or Adam yeah. Winger, yeah. yeah. What happened to John Woo? Where is John Woo? Does John Woo just not make movies anymore? No, no. He actually, he makes, uh, he makes movies uh, overseas. He makes them in Asia. Like okay. he's straight up. He makes like, uh, he makes a lot of um, Asian action films. Well, I, well, he did, well, he did that to begin with and then came over here for, you know, this thing. And I, I couldn't find The Killer anywhere on any streaming service. It just, like, wasn't even, like, available. I had to buy it, which was, like, a weird moment. But, like, anyway, <laughs> not, not a horror movie. But, um, no, I feel like John... I feel like have a John lot Luke of killing, came, though. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he came to the United States, made, like, two Fast and the Furious movies, and was like, you know what? I'm not about this anymore. And then he just went back and he made, kept like, on hard- doing... He made like Hard Target, and he made like uh, uh, um, I don't know. He made like he made he made, a, he made Face Off. Uh, he, he did. Made, he made a decent amount of movies. Yeah, he, he, made, he a, made some really good movies. He made Mission Impossible too. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, did he make Black yeah. Rain? Black. Which Rain? one? No, Black Rain. He did, uh, Broken Arrow. Broken oh, Arrow. Broken, That's what. No. Yeah. Broken oh no! Arrow, Black Black Rain is an actual movie, though. I know what that movie is. Yeah. 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 Black Rain is with um, um oh, what is it? What's his Michael name? Douglas. Michael Douglas, and he's like goes to. Um... There's hard. Oh, is that? Oh, sorry, that's Ridley Scott. Wow. Anyway, I'm sorry. Off, off topic. <laughs> um, so no, but I, but yeah, Nicolas Cage just has fun with his movies now, which I think is the best part of Nicolas Cage. Now he yeah. like, dude, he made him. He just made a movie called Jujitsu that had no jujitsu in it, and that was awesome. <laughs> like. <laughs> The audacity of making that movie and just be like, fuck no, there's no jujitsu. I'm going to sword fight predators. Like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sword fight weird aliens and I'm going to be a drunk Raiden. Like, that's what he was. So what, uh, so um, anything you want to talk about coming up with Slasher? Any any extra things? Anything you want to, uh, like, like push? Mm, like, uh, how's, the, uh, how's the dating going? Are people, are people... Are people finding horror love? They are. They are. Um, I've I've heard several cool success stories so far. Love it. So yeah, cool. I was really happy about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
you know, it, it, it makes you feel good to know that, you know, you had an impact on somebody's life in a great way like that. So I think sure. that's really cool. Um, yeah, so that, that's been good, thankfully. Um, in terms of new stuff, I'm beta testing some stuff now that, um, so whenever you post a link to YouTube, it'll show the video on the post. Oh, cool. So now oh, cool. it's going to be a hell of a lot easier cool. to share videos and stuff like that. Um, I know people have been asking to like post videos, but that's just so insanely expensive right now mm -hmm. that I'm just like, Ugh. yeah, well, I'd like to be able to do that, but here's a good alternative for now. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, the amount of bandwidth what... that would take would be insane. Right. Yeah, but... bandwidth and storage would be massive. I mean, it's, it's, it is the bandwidth though. That's the killer. Um, but, uh, and plus that in moderation, you know, <clears throat> I'd, I'd have to like go through all this stuff <clears throat> and then deal with whatever kind of aftermath. <laughs> so <clears throat> it's kind of cool to let YouTube deal with that. Um, For sure. so that, that's definitely a nice advantage. <laughs> right. Um, like you're like, you have this entire service set up. Yeah. <laughs> That's just for this. And you yeah. can now just show it in the, yeah. So no, I got it. <laughs> I got it. And, and the good thing is, is that, you know, all these views, if people are trying to monetize their, their videos, they're still able to do it and it's going to count towards their views. Right. So it's really, you know, I, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about it. I'm like, well, why should people post double posts on here as well? If they've got that and they really want to focus on getting people to watch those you know, cause the, the idea is just to get their numbers up so they can, you know, make a few bucks doing videos and sure. you know, it's, it's really helpful to them and it makes sense. Um, so I figured that would be the, the most effective way to go. I like it. Um, trying to think. Um, there's so much stuff coming. I don't even know where to start right now. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, yeah, that's super cool. I, I, <laughs> I, good I, problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I sit there every day and looking at this like list of all these things and you know, right now there's approaching a hundred things that are significant that are, they're not like little fixes or, or little, you know, nuances here and there. They're like sub substantial things. Um, so, um, you know, and, and, and some of them are stupid and simple, like being able to share stuff within the app, you know, sort of like retweeting in a way. Um, so people are going to be able to do that at some point soon. Um, bookmarking um, posts, mm -hmm. searching posts and stuff. I'm going to make that possible as well. Um, it's just going to make things a little bit easier. Hashtags is coming. Um, and that's that's been a big one. So, I mean, there's there's a few things that are, are still you know, that I'm still trying to add to, to make this like 100% like, you know, this is now got every feature every other social platform has, right. you know? So it's, it's a few things like that, but it's, it's mostly been um, just timing issues because some of them take a good bit longer than others. So I have to keep other stuff going in the meanwhile and, and, and still keep, new features coming out while these things are in development. So it takes them a little bit longer to come out. Um, 
but um, there's there's a lot of stuff. I mean, it's 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 pretty cool. That's cool. It's yeah. awesome. I'm excited to see about it. Thank you. You got a you got a question, uh, Graham? You got a question? I do. Um, I was thinking about uh, the, the movie *Brightburn* the other day, which uh, is basically Superman is turned into a, a, a horror villain, um, which I thought was awesome. Uh, I don't know if you guys liked it. I thought it was super cool. My yeah. the whole time I was like, how did it. they get the rights to, uh, for super? Like, because it's clearly Superman throughout the movie, even yeah. though they don't. Anyway, um, what other uh, superheroes, not super villains, but superheroes would make a good horror movie? Um, not counting Batman, because that's too easy. And mm -hmm. um, I'm going to start and get ahead of Ryan on this one. <laughs> and uh, say Captain America, uh, because honestly, what's more terrifying to, to the whole world and its own <laughs> citizens than America? <laughs> oh, so, Captain! Um, I've, so I mean, I think part of the hard the hard thing for me is is going to be like there is there are of course um, evil Captain America timelines um you know what i mean like actually right. the the captain america on uh the like the, the captain america that's on uh falcon and, uh, or winter soldier and the falcon whatever it's on. um oh yeah right, right now yeah yeah kurt, Rus kurt russell's kid um oh okay yeah he's kurt russell and goldie hans kid he um he's in my favorite episode actually of uh, of black mirror he's the he's the guy who plays the the video game in his head um guy um and like like loses his mind in that process he's also in that lodge 49 which is a great show which has a sort of not a horror theme but a sort of mystical sort of like creepiness to it that i kind of mm -hmm. um but that character um it was called the patriot um in the comic books and he is kind of a bad doctor or the bad captain america captain yeah bad captain yeah um I don't know. What do you think, Damon? I'll, I'll, I'll hold off till the end. I'll hold off. You know, I was originally going to say Green Lantern, but they have the Black Lanterns, mm -hmm. um, and they're kind of close to that in a way. Sure. Um, and then they did the whole, um, you know, everybody was dead zombies. Yeah. Ready. So, I love that. <laughs> Blackest night. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was kind of like, all right, I'm going to disqualify that in my own head. But you know what I think would be really sick? In, in all honesty, I think Wolverine could make a fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. I'm just sure. him like, I mean, yeah, okay. So we have Freddy already, but I can picture Wolverine just like taking it to a whole other level of dark mm -hmm. um, because he's already there. It's just, you know, you change him to the other side and, and you know, I just I'm picturing these scenes in my head of just yeah, like yeah. you know him being in the dark or something and his claws slowly coming out like right in front of somebody's face mm -hmm. and you know just yeah yep yep also Freddie only has one hand with knives so that is true <laughs> and also Wolverine Wolverines are retractable he has a very big oh, temper problem that's <laughs> a, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's uh, he's very temperamental yeah um. I was thinking about mine. Wolverine was one that actually came up. And like, I also, one of them that I disqualified in my hand was in my head was Ghost Rider because mm -hmm. Ghost Rider is an anti-hero, but I also think that Ghost Rider, um, the character itself 
like say whatever you will about the movies, but that one, like, if there's any superhero that should have been a horror film, it was that one. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, you know, and I really hope they still. I really hope that they um, go forward with that, um, and I hope they actually do make that that one into a horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, I also thought a, a case could be made for most of the X Men. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, you know, I think for me personally, aside from Wolverine, the one that I think could have a really, really well done dark story um, that would go full horror uh, would actually be Cyclops. Oh, sure. I he's think one of my I, favorites. Yeah, and I think he's like he's one of those ones that I think always kind of he's always just at the edge of snapping, you know? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he always has yeah. to like put the fucking glasses on, or he's just like, like I could open his my sister eyes. is magic, right? Oh no, Cyclops, that's Colossus. Never mind. Sorry. All right. Yeah. No, no, he's like, I mean, he literally has to wrestle with the fact that he's like, I could open my eyes and vaporize this and entire town like you know he has to wrestle with this power that he has that literally is just opening his eyes um and he also mentally in a lot of the comics he's always split like he's always right at that point of like you know jumping uh jumping over to dark and i think if they really um went into that and turned it dark i think that would be a great horror film yeah I'm going to jump in real quick and just say, I, I, I thought of another one. Uh, Squirrel Girl, but you just give her rabies. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, oh Squirrel Girl. But Jonas, you know, <laughs> just thinking about what you just said about the X-Men, Professor X could make a really fucked up horror character. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah like, absolutely. wow. Sure. That would be cool. That He could be like the guy that gives people nightmares. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and then Freddy. oh god he, that would be a terrifying <laughs> that would be a terrifying story arc yeah could, dude yeah he could go into their head and plant things in there create nightmares wow. he, could, he could be a mental jigsaw yeah yeah, yeah that would be wild. dude that would be vicious good good one yeah all right here's Ryan, mine and I've, and I've kind of <laughs> talked about this before but Jean Grey and her backstory is Carrie Oh wow! Yeah. Oh yeah, because like Carrie yeah. and Carrie and Jean Grey essentially have the same problem. But yeah. you know what I mean. So like, so you could you could say that like, like that like it starts to come on when she's when she's with I. You know what I mean. She ends up killing yeah. all these people, and she has to, she has to like, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I think all of these like, you know, I, I like the examination of like, you know, I like. I like this era that we're in where like Brightburn and the boys and um, um, well, freaks to a certain extent are all kind of like examining this idea of like what it would be like if we gave of the realities of giving people like this unlimited power, you know what I mean? And what that would look like in like an adolescent, you know what I mean? Who's like given the ability to like tear somebody apart. I mean, dear God, if I had, those sorts of powers. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we would have not had a high school football team. Um, but uh, yeah. could you imagine, dude? Talking about Professor Xavier, could you imagine Doctor Strange and Professor X 
both going dark at the same time. Yeah, no, totally. totally. Like, <laughs> just the absolute <laughs> destruction that they can cause. Not only of this universe, but several of them. <laughs> exactly, yeah. They start going into universes and start fucking jigsawing people's heads. Like, it'd be insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Wow. I mean... You know, I mean, because some people like, I mean, it's, so it's like, it's for me, it was like easy to go anti-hero. Like, I mean, initially I thought about like the Punisher because course, like that's, yeah. because that's almost like a real thing. <laughs> like it's yeah, like, right. it's like, um, you know, just somebody killing people for, for sport. And, um, but uh, rather than um, how, the, how it is. So I kind of went Punisher to begin with, um, but I kind of wanted like, who's like a good guy that, you know what I mean? That you would want to like, and Jean Grey is like, ultimately like one of like the best people like in the in the universe because she's like so like so down to earth and like so like she's wicked smart and she's like you know what i mean she's like she's kind of the uh, she's a little bit of the glue that holds it together so that would be like horrific in and of itself if she decided to be like you know fuck this i'm gonna burn down this high school because all of a sudden you know like you know like her relationship with uh, with professor x has always been so great um on the dc side um i'm gonna have to go with aquaman because um like the movie or like anything like i mean like you start fucking with the oceans you kill it quick you know what i mean like you, oh, yeah. you, you know what i mean he could be like you know what like we're gonna we're gonna you're just not gonna have nothing you know what i mean nothing's chipped nothing and you know what i mean like you could really you could really have like i mean that's a powerful to be king of the ocean to be ocean master is a powerful like is is i mean clearly more powerful than being like of land you know what i mean like you're like the biggest part of the earth so i kind of feel like, uh, shit on earth is in the oceans too. yeah exactly so Easy. like i feel i feel like you know i feel like i feel like he has an opportunity like to uh, really uh, mess stuff up you mean like he'll just like whisper in a shark's ear and be like i need you to fuck this guy up real quick like, <laughs> you know, like, it wouldn't even be an effort you'd just be like i'm gonna talk to my friend over here and you're gonna feel sorry that you just said that like you know i think it was funny when you mentioned like who's purely good i would have thought it would have been really funny if you were when like jubilee like <laughs> somebody like that <laughs> you know um what was really funny is when you mentioned squirrel girl um I didn't interview, like, I didn't interview, it was, like, two years ago now? I think it was two years ago. Um, at Comic-Con, and one of the people that I interviewed was Milana Vintrub, um, who is the AT&T girl. And she was actually playing the voice of Squirrel Girl for, uh, for the Marvel cartoon um, oh, that was cool. going to be coming out in Marvel Rising. Mm-hmm. And she is one of the sweetest people I have ever met in my entire life, especially in the Hollywood type of shit absolute sweetheart she's also a very very funny stand-up comic and as soon as you said squirrel girl i just imagined this murderous squirrel girl in her like just adorable nice voice just mutilating, just mutilating people as a rabid squirrel girl and after doing the interview with her i bet you anything she'd be so fucking down for it <laughs> I think that's a great. I think that's a great question, though, Graham. I really like that one. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And evil Captain, even Captain, evil Captain America is like, because it's kind of borderline already, and you're like, apparently exists. Yeah, I haven't watched the new shit uh, yet, really. But but evil Captain America is the president, whoever that may be. Okay, (laughs) like it's just. I'm sorry, you're the head of a terrifying group of people. (laughs) 
Well, the reason Steve Rogers worked well is because like his moral compass was always really strong. You know what I mean? So like, right. you know, right. and there was this whole time period where he was like supposedly with Hydra. And uh, anyways, we can go on and on. He wasn't really. It was like a mix. Uh, but um, you know, it's a whole. It's a whole. Thing. Also, yeah. isn't Peacemaker basically like a like a fucked up version of Captain America? Yes. Yeah. I was yeah. gonna say that's basically what Peacemaker is, which is hilarious that John Cena is playing him of all people. But yeah, he always struck me as just like douchebag Captain America. Right. I think it's a good role for John Cena. I mean, like I got nothing, no problem with John Cena, but like, but like, I think I think he fits. I think I think he'll... he's been funny in pretty much every movie he's been in, at least. Yeah, you know, for what he's been asked to do outside of wrestling, he's killing yeah. it. And I'm a yeah, fan he's, of him he's... in wrestling, not necessarily his moves, but just his place. Right. In wrestling. Yeah, he's he's super funny in movies. And yeah, when I saw him being cast as that, it was like, also, I know, like, with Suicide Squad, there's probably going to be like 90% of them that'll be dead within 20 minutes. But I'm just like, <laughs> uh, I hope he sticks around, but he might he's not. He's got a spin off <laughs> show. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he is, which I think is going to be great. Yeah. All right. Well, recommendations for this week. Uh, Damon, you got anything that you, uh, music, uh, movies? Uh... Boy. Um, Okay, so here's something I, I heard today, actually. Um, there was, I, I heard some new songs from Bush, believe it or not. Mm. I, I think they're new. I'm not sure. But they showed up in one of my playlists, and I was like, this is heavy as hell. What the <laughs> hell happened to them? <laughs> okay. So, yeah, there's some, some new stuff from them. I, I think it's new. I'm not sure. But, yeah, holy crap. That, I heard, doesn't, that, like, that doesn't surprise me. Like they, I feel like like there's always been a darkness to that band. You know what I mean? Like I think yeah, like yeah. like when all that stuff was coming up, there was always kind of that like like that throbbing sort of darkness. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, but that was that was unexpected and um, definitely a recommendation. <laughs> That's like something that happened to me randomly. I was listening to uh, I was listening to something on YouTube, and I was like doing one of those things where YouTube was on in the background and I was kind of doing my own shit and music was playing. And then all of a sudden a Sum 41 song came on that was like one of their newest singles. Yeah. And I was listening to it and I stopped. And as soon as I heard the voice, I was like, whoa, 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 hold the fuck on. That's Sum 41. And then I looked at it and I was like, I rocked out to the whole song. I was like, <laughs> did I just, what just happened? Did I have a stroke? <laughs> like, <laughs> What happened? And yeah, it was great. <laughs> it's the, it's the, it's the vaccine. The vaccine That's what is, it is. It's just, it's like no, I, I got that, dude. I'll tell you what. I got that yesterday, and my arm hurts like hell. But that's it. I, I don't taste things weird. I didn't like grow a dick on my forehead. Like nothing crazy happened. Ah. So, <laughs> sorry to tell you, man. <laughs> nothing crazy. I didn't. I didn't um, go all. I didn't go Quasimodo off after it. <laughs> I'll go. My recommendation. I'm super, super late on this, but I just watched it because I'm watching all the uh, the nominations for the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. Um, yeah. I finally saw The Hunt. Um, I I stayed off because it seemed so overtly political. And like you yeah. said, horror is kind of my escapism. And it, it was checking off all the, the words and, and stuff that I was like, no, I don't want anything to do with this, really. <laughs> uh, but it was dope. It had like a almost a ready or not feel to it, yeah. uh, which I really appreciated. That's one of my favorite horror movies of the past five years. Um, mm -hmm. nice. And it wasn't as good, but you know Betty Gilpin, or uh, I think that's her name. She's from Glow. Yeah. Uh, she was incredible. It was great. It, it had a great cast. Uh, 
it was it was a lot of fun and and definitely like right away I was like oh this isn't I didn't have to worry about this so that's my if anybody was like oh, I don't want to watch this because it's too political it is but it's not rough <laughs> it's very it's satirically political yeah. like they, they make fun of a lot of the stuff that you're worried about they're not going to make fun of right. um and like what's his face the dude uh, uh Ethan Suple he basically plays yeah. Alex Jones which is hilarious <laughs> like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um my recommendation is a movie on Shudder um, that I think kind of flew under the radar for a lot of people because it's an Indonesian horror movie. Um, and also it just looks like it's got one of those names that's just kind of like, all right, that's going to be kind of whatever. But it's called The Queen of Black Magic. Um, it's an Indonesian movie, just a little over an hour and a half. Um, and it is a movie that takes place in an orphanage out in the middle of like nowhere Indonesia. Um, and it's like a super dark, uh, super suspenseful, and at times very violent haunted orphanage story. Um, but it's, you know, it's an Indonesian movie, so you do have to deal with subtitles. But as long as you can deal with sub- subtitles, it's a very, very, very good movie. Um, it came out last year, but I think it just came out on Shutter, like maybe a month and a half, two months ago. But very, very good. Yeah, if you if you can't deal with subtitles at this point, like really get with the program. I mean, it's just like it's um, it's it's just like listen, like I, I like to look at there are nights where like I don't want to watch something with subtitles because there's times where I want to like look at my phone while I'm watching a movie and you know what I mean. I get it, like I, I get it, but like I see a lot of people out there saying just 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 do it, just quit quit feeling sorry for yourself and just read the damn words because you're missing out on way too much great great horror um yeah one of my friends used one of my friends used to be super shitty about subtitles and then i put dubbing on for a movie that he would not watch because of the subtitles and he was like all right you can put the subtitles back on (laughs) the dubbing was so bad he was just like okay this is this is awful you can go ahead and put the subtitles back on um in indonesia also they made that satan slave uh movie and um i I just think that's like one of the best um, Oh yeah, haunted house movies I've ever seen. I freaking love that movie. Like when I first saw that and Terrified, I watched them both like a day apart because uh, they came out the same time on Shutter. And like it was, uh, I was like, like, like this is like the best crap that I'm getting. You know what I mean? Like you hadn't just seen that good of horror. It's kind of like what I was talking about earlier. You know what I mean? Like it was like wow, I'm getting to emerge myself back into like really great horror. You know? Um, That's the same. A lot of the what's that? It's the same creators as Satan Slaves, the Queen of Black Magic. No, no, it's just from Indonesia. It's both, Indonesia. Indonesia. It's both, both Indonesian okay. horror films. That's that's one thing I've noticed about horror films that are around the world. The ones that are outside of the U.S. tend to do very, very good, specifically with haunting movies, mm-hmm. like some you know the supernatural type of movies that deal with a haunting in some way, a haunting or a possession or you know what have you. But the ones that are outside of the U.S. handle those like on a consistent basis so much better than the than the u.s um and i've really jumped into those and that's how i found that one i was just going through stuff on shutter and i was like oh shit i haven't seen this one and it was like a couple episodes back when i recommended the the swedish one the coco di coco da mm-hmm. that was another one it was like a, it's a crazy psychological haunting movie that's like based around a traveling circus it's fucking insane but it's something that the united states would never touch Sure. like just the way that it is so yeah i'm all about um movies around the world 
Um, yeah. I am going to pig. Were you going to say something, David? No, no, no. Okay, cool. Um, I think um, I think I I'm going to actually because um, Jonas gives great piggybacks as they did before. Um, I'm going to actually like double his uh, recommendation for uh, like Mondo from last week. Um, oh yeah. It's it's uh, I don't know if anybody else has seen Lake Mungo, but it is um, um, really good. It's really like it's just a really good fake mockumentary found footage sort of thing, and it's um, I guess it's a mockumentary, but um, it's a it shockumentary, mockumentary. Mock. When it's horror, isn't it shock? I don't know. I, just... I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it honestly, it reminds us. It reminds me very much of the same, uh, the same grain of uh, behind the mask. Right. Just it's a different movie for sure, but it's that same style of like, quote unquote, found footage slash documentary type of thing. Mm-hmm. Graham's over here trying to start a thing. Did you see that? He was trying to start a like mockumentary or shockumentary. Sorry, man. That's, that's how it is. I uh, thought so- it was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's uh, going to say it two months from now. We're going to be like, yo, Graham said that first. Yeah. Like, we, we, talk, <laughs> we talk shit, but he said about it first. Like, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, But I am going to actually go music this week for uh, my firm one. Um, I was writing an article for the Hard Times that's coming out with a uh, re-release of uh, uh, Slaughter of the Soul by At The Gates uh, coming up soon and because uh, um, I was writing the article I went back and visited the revisited the record and um, you know I mostly try to suggest hip-hop and, and uh, grit pop as, uh, as my as my genres on this program but I uh, boy if if Slaughter of the Soul by At The Gates isn't one of the best records ever made. So that's what I, I'm going to say. Revisit that record. One of the best. Uh, I think it's the best, arguably, after maybe Bolt Thrower, like probably the best metal record ever made. Um, I'm actually going to piggyback on yours because there was a music thing that just came out recently, like within the last like week um, that I ended up really liking a lot. And it is the uh, new single from Gojira. Oh. oh, it's super good. Yeah, the new the new single from them is really fucking good, and I, I like Gojira in general, but this yeah. uh, this single specifically was really good. It's Into the Storm. Um, it's super super good. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, that uh, that that does it. Uh, Damon, thanks so much. Um, yeah, thank you. Everybody listening, download uh, Slasher and uh, and support. Um, and support it. Uh, he's a good dude doing some good stuff, and uh, get your friends on there. And uh, and you know, eventually we can just all be on Slasher, and we don't have to deal with non-horror people. You know what I mean? Like it'll just be like we can just eliminate all the non-horror people from our lives. You know, I'm and, uh, so okay with that. I'm <laughs> so I would be so happy with that. <laughs> we, we could just we can just bury ourselves in the uh, um, and you know we'll we'll all work from home. <laughs> and we'll all only associate with horror people. <laughs> we'll only, this is this is like, I mean, like at first, like you know, you're like, oh, this pandemic sounds terrible. Now I'm like, this is paradise. No, this is really <laughs> paradise. Uh, hey, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you guys. I really appreciate that. I mean, it's it's been a lot of fun just hanging out and talking horror and and cool. and geeking out over uh, who would be the best evil villain yeah that, that was, that was the best cool. evil superhero <laughs> the best evil superhero yeah i mean wow 
that that really got me thinking, and yeah. that that was cool. Yeah, I like it. Awesome. Graham, hey. Graham's good at the 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 uh, yeah. Get your, oh, thanks. Gets the gets the uh, gets the chemicals moving in my brain, which is good. <laughs> All right, well, um, everybody, come in, come back next week um, for another goddamn horror podcast. We um, um, we'll have uh, more interesting things to talk about and uh, uh, watch some horror stuff. Please interact with us on. Um, Social media accounts for on um, what's our name on Twitter, Graham? AGHP six six six. Please go there if you want to hear us talk about a movie or genre or have any questions for any of us. Uh, we're more than happy to talk about it. Um, thanks a lot. Um, start some fires and break some glass. Peace out.